This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permunian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. I'm Rafael Di Furia and I am here joined by Italian attorney Marco Permunin, who is also the U.S. head of the Italian Citizenship Assistance Offices. And today we've got a list of questions that I know Marco hears a lot. And then also through my own videos, a lot of these questions have come up as well. Let's just jump right into it. So the first question today, does a person have to speak Italian to be be able to get Italian citizenship? That's a very good question. And the answer is, it depends. If you are applying for Italian citizenship by descent, then you do not have to speak Italian. And the reason is that you are already an Italian citizen and you're just going through a process to be recognized as Italian citizen. And that's why you do not have to speak Italian because you have always been an Italian citizen. So under Italian law, language, the knowledge of the Italian language is not required. But if you're applying for Italian citizenship through marriage, then yes, you do have to speak Italian. And the law actually just changed for citizenship through marriage in uh, 2018. So after 2018, people who apply for citizenship through marriage, they have to speak Italian and they have to produce a linguistic certificate showing that they can speak Italian and the level required is the B1 level, which is an intermediate level. So it's not advanced, it's not basic, it's just intermediate. Having looked at it myself, the, the B1 level, it it is a little bit intense as far as the grammar goes, but it's something that is very possible to do and possible to learn. And Absolutely. It, but then when it comes to the speaking part, it's more that you can at least make yourself basically understood. At that level, they're not looking for complete proficiency in the language. But under certain circumstances, does that change at all? Yes. Uh, speaking of citizenship through marriage, if you were married before 1983 and you are a woman, then you do not have to speak Italian to be able to apply for citizenship through marriage because it's a completely different process. The one for women married to Italian men uh, prior to 1983. So to recap, if you are going through the citizenship process uh, by marriage, and if you were married after 1983, if you're a male or a female, you have to speak Italian. If your case was after December 2018. Correct. But if you are a woman and you were married prior to 83, then you do not have to speak Italian to be able to apply for citizenship through marriage. But then for Yure Sanguinis or any any of these application processes, uh, do you actually have to speak Italian at the appointment itself? I'm always asked this question, like, do I have to speak Italian with the clerk when I'm applying for citizenship during my citizenship appointment if I'm applying for citizenship by descent? And since speaking Italian is not required by the Italian law, so it's not a legal requirement for you to speak Italian to be able to apply for citizenship by descent, then that means that during the interview, you can just speak English. Now, now there may be some clerics complaining because you're not speaking to them in Italian, but like we said, it's not a requirement, so they're just complaining. They, they suggest to people that they should learn Italian, even if they clearly know that it's not a requirement. But I've heard a lot of stories of people going to the consulate and the clerk saying, why you don't know any Italian. Yeah, I think it's kind of funny that that there's this expectation that 
two generations, three generations, four generations down the line. Oh, of course, yes, they're completely, they have to be fluent in Italian, but at the same time being an Italian citizen, it's nice to know a little bit of your own language. But anyway, moving on, another question that I know is quite popular. And on our first video about Yure Sanguinis, uh, Teresa R. left a comment. If a person, for her example, I believe she said she was in Arizona, and in theory, her consulate jurisdiction should be Los Angeles. Can she apply in some place like Detroit, where the wait times are lower? Does a person have options? How many options do they have? When a person wants to apply, where can they apply? As we all know, the wait time at some consulates can be very long or longer than others. So I'm asked a lot of times, can I apply somewhere else in another consulate? And the answer to that question is you should apply for citizenship only at the consulate that has jurisdiction over the state where you reside. So if you live in New York or in Northern New Jersey, you are required to use the New York City consulate. Or if you live in the state of Washington, for example, you are required to use the San Francisco consulate. So each consulate has its own jurisdiction. And when you go and apply for citizenship, they actually check if you reside within their jurisdiction. They want you to provide proof of residency within the jurisdiction. Normally they want to see at least a driver's license issued in the state where you reside and utility bills and sometimes bank statements. So they want to be 100% sure that you reside within their jurisdiction and that you're not cheating by using a consulate that has a shorter wait time. Right, because I know in Italy anyway, like residence is a very important subject because even if you're just moving from one city to another, one uh, municipality to another, each time you move, you have to register within a matter of days uh, to make sure that they know where you are. It's just, this is something how it works in Italy, which doesn't really exist in America it, to that extent. And it's much more of an official kind of, this is part of life in Italy, not so much in the States. That's why even in Italy, you don't show your residence by having utility bills. You show it um, by your identity card or from a document officially from the municipality themselves. But this can also come in the form of a rental contract to an extent. It depends on what stage in the process you're in, if you're registering for the residence or not, or whatever, another subject for another day. <laughs> but something that, there's a question that I know is somewhat attached to this because it also has to do with the subject of residency. I get this question a lot on my videos. Can a person actually just take a vacation, come to Italy for a week, apply for Jure Sanguinis here and get their citizenship that way or what do they have to do? No, actually you cannot apply for Italian citizenship in Italy during a vacation. Um, if you reside abroad, the law says that you have to apply for citizenship at your local Italian consulate. And you can apply for citizenship in Italy only if you are relocating to Italy. So if you are establishing your residency from a legal standpoint in Italy. So that does not apply vacations. So if you're planning on being in Italy for a long period of time, then you can apply for citizenship from within Italy. But if you're just visiting, if you're just going to Italy for a couple of weeks, that's not enough 
to apply for citizenship. Just while we're on the subject of residency, and because you've already kind of touched on San Francisco and Washington State, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that there is an honorary consulate in Seattle. I could be wrong. Why would that person, in that case, if there's an honorary consulate very close by, say they live in Redmond or Bellevue, just on the other side of the water, why would they have to go all the way, take a plane or drive down to San Francisco? So there are consulates general of Italy, which are located in major cities. And those offices are the only one who can process citizenship applications. So as you just said, uh, there are also honorary consulates in smaller cities usually and those offices cannot take citizenship applications so if you live in a state where there is an honorary consulate uh, you cannot go and apply for citizenship there you have to go all the way to the city where the consulate general of italy is for example if you live in colorado you have to go to Chicago to apply for citizenship. So that's a long trip. And if you live in Georgia, for example, you have to go to Miami just to apply for citizenship. So then in that case, when a person wouldn't know, and especially if there's no consulate in their state, how do they know what jurisdiction they fall under? Because, I mean, that's pretty confusing. Like if you have to, if you're in Georgia, to go to Florida, or if you're in Washington to have to go to California, like how is it that a person figures all of this out? Fortunately, this information is uh, listed on the website of the Italian Embassy in Washington, D.C. So if you uh, do not know which consulate is going to be your consulate, you can just look at the website of the Embassy in Washington, D.C. Also, our website, the Italian Citizenship Assistance.com website, lists uh, all of the different jurisdictions. So, or you can just ask us and I will tell you. I know you guys are very friendly, so I'm sure you guys would be more than happy to help out with that. <laughs> um, but this question, it's not a frequently asked question, but related just to this little specific part. What is an honorary consulate for? What's the point of having it if you can't get citizenship there? <laughs> well, you can do other things. So some honorary consulates will help you renew your passport. It's not a proper consulate, but they can still assist with certain matters. That's very interesting. And I think there's another question that's asked quite often that fits within this idea of residency. Uh, very often in Italian families, when one person does it, another person will want to, not necessarily at the same time, but what if, for example, one sibling does the process in San Francisco and 10 years later, the other sibling wants to go through the same process in New York? Can they use the same documents? Can, is there any communication that happens from one consulate to another? There used to be, but right now, consulates will not share any information or documents with each other. So if your sister applied for Italian citizenship at the San Francisco consulate 10 years ago, and you live within the jurisdiction of the New York City consulate, which means that you have to use the New York City consulate, you'll have to collect documents again, going back to the Italian ancestor. So you will not be able to use any of the documents that are on file at the other consulate, any of the documents that your family member used or submitted if it's a different consulate. So that means you'll need all of the birth certificates, death certificates, marriage certificates for all generations, plus translations, plus apostilles, plus certifications, just for everything. Everything, exactly. But if that sibling were to move back to San Francisco, 
that would be possible for them? Yeah, in that case, uh, if the consulate has still on file all the documents submitted by the other person uh, years before, in that case, it would be possible to use all the documents already on file without the need to collect new documents. Of course, you have to collect the documents that uh, pertain to yourself, so your birth certificate that, of course, was not presented by your sibling. Uh, or your marriage record, but all the common documents will be already on file, so there will be no need for you to collect them again. Of course, it would be advisable maybe to talk to the consulate beforehand to see if they still have all the documents on file. You know, if it's 10 years, it should be okay, but it, if it starts to be like 15 years, then it's possible that the documents are no longer there. Or something that happened to me uh, last week, actually, um, it was a very similar case. A person asked me uh, if she uh, was going to be able to use the documents submitted by her uh, brother more than 10 years before, and I advised her to try to contact the consulate, and the consulate responded that, yes, the documents were there, but since the, the application was not handled properly the first time there were a lot of do missing documents and a lot of documents that are now required that were not required back then so years ago consulates were more flexible so they required less documents right now they require way more documents so if those documents were not on file then you would have to get the additional documents just to get on to the next question is there any generational limit to being able to apply for Italian citizenship? Uh, are there any limits of any kind? When you are applying for Italian citizenship by descent, there is no generational limit. So you can go back as many generations as you like. Uh, as long as your Italian ancestor was still alive in 1861, so when Italy was unified, as a nation. So potentially you could go back to your great, great, great grandparent uh, as long as he was alive in 1861 when Italy was unified. So basically as long as that ancestor would have been recognized as a citizen themselves, there's the potential that they could pass it on for as many generations as could keep it. That is correct. So that would be the case when an Italian citizen would have on a technicality been able to uh, keep passing down their citizenship. But what about in the case when that citizenship wasn't able to be handed down, is there anything a person can do when they find out they might not be eligible for Jure Sanguinis? So if a person is not uh, eligible to apply for Italian citizenship by descent, that person can apply for Italian citizenship by residency in Italy. After three years of full-time residency in Italy, as long as this person is either the child or the grandchild of a person born in Italy. For example, if your grandfather became naturalized before the birth of your father, then you would not qualify for Italian citizenship by descent. But you could apply for Italian citizenship by residency after having resided in Italy full-time for three years. Or, for example, if your father became naturalized um, before you were born you wouldn't qualify for Italian citizenship by descent, and you could apply for Italian citizenship through residency after three years, unless, of course, your father became naturalized after 1992, because in that case, your father would have retained his Italian citizenship. So even if you were born 
say in 96 and your father became naturalized in 93 so after 92 you would qualify for Italian citizenship by descent but if your father became naturalized in 91 and you were born in 93 then you would not qualify for Italian citizenship by descent and at that point the only possible way of gaining Italian citizenship would be through residency in Italy. So I think this was really great. We covered a lot of ground in this video and there are a lot more questions that I know I hear a lot and I know that you hear a lot and definitely this is something that I'm sure we really have to revisit again in the future and do another frequently asked question video uh, and of course if any of you who are watching this video have any questions about anything to do with Italian citizenship uh, be sure to leave that down in the comment section below because as time goes on we will be doing um, videos where we have a Q&A where we actually can forward these questions on to Marco I mean we already gave one question in this video that was actually a perfect example of something that we were covering in this video just one of these frequently asked questions so of course if there's ever anything we would love to hear from you guys and especially with a resource like Marco who is an expert on Italian law I think this is really actually just a wonderful opportunity for people to be able to get that uh, to get their questions answered we are having a lot of fun making these yeah, videos absolutely. and we would love to be continuing to do this so if there's anything that you feel is a little bit more private and personal uh, I'm sure Marco wouldn't mind receiving an email uh, you can go to Italian citizenshipassistance.com slash contact where you can contact Marco or any of the other team members. But, and of course, this has been the Italian Citizenship Podcast presented by italiancitizenshipassistance.com. I'm Raffaele Di Furia and this is Marco Permunian. Thank you for joining us. We really had a great time with you guys and we look forward to seeing you all next time. Later. Bye.